Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Hello, my name is Kyle. And my name is Ryan. And when our powers combine, we form two dudes that just kind of hang out while they kill time before they go see a big blockbuster movie. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely no other shorter title we could have gone with. Like, I don't know, like maybe, uh, you know, Experience Watch. Experience, like the Night's Watch? Yeah, but it's all about experiences. They're just knights who experience things. Oh, so... And then they're like, meh. How did okay. you feel about the plague? Meh. It was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. Uh, I, quite I give, like small I give the more. Black Plague a 5 out of 10. Uh, Fleas? Yeah, we'll go with that. Spread. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll do that. A history lesson for you fucking idiots <laughs> out there. <laughs> Jesus. I know, I'm going harsh. Starts off strong today. I love it. Does. it. All right. Ryan, hey, buddy. So we're coming together. We're going to talk we about are. a game because... We were going to talk about this blockbuster movie we're about to go see. Yes. We're like, nah, man, that'll be like the third movie in a row. Yeah. Two yeah. is okay occasionally. Can't mm-hmm. do three. Cannot do three. We got to come back. We're going to yeah. talk about a game. It's like a hat trick, except I think they call it a crap trick. Yeah. I, because your is... podcast becomes crap. If you mm-hmm. are a movie and game podcast and you only focus on one. As far as I know, we're the only movie and game podcast. Ironically, because we are the only <laughs> podcast. In existence. I knew it was coming. In the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't go deep with my jokes, but by God, I marm that fucking... I farm that I marm fuck. it. I was also thinking mine in my head. Mine I and farm. Mine and farm. Got so you got marm. You got marm. the school marm. You marm yeah. it. You just you hold it close and what? you never let that joke go. What the hell is a school marm? I think it's like a... Have you not heard this phrase? Maybe. Am I making this shit up? Maybe, I think but a I school marm is a thing. Like It's like that... What is it, though? What is a school marm? It is... Sp- I don't know. I Like, an example of it would be Beverly Goldberg from the Goldbergs. She's a school marm. Somebody who is, like, so deep into their kids' lives that they pop up at school okay. and they're doing this and they're just so, so involved. It's, it's a school mom, but you have yes. a stroke halfway through marm. the word mom. Marm. My <laughs> arm. Marm. It's, it's a, a spoiler. school marm. <laughs> So, all right, so I promise you this. I'm not going to look it up. You're not going to look it up. Listeners, if you care out there, <laughs> look up and see if school marm is an actual Jesus, thing. It's not going to be a thing. And I think it's this, some I'm not going to look it up. North I'm Carolina not. bullshit. I'm, it's a North Carolina thing that you have strokes. <laughs> Everybody in the state has had a stroke, which only prevents their brain That's, from yeah. correctly pronouncing the word mom. And you all, or many things. They can say mother, fine. They can say mum. They can say mommy. But marm. But, but mom, marm. Mom. They, everybody in that state has had a stroke to where it just kills that part of the brain. I really hope this is a real word. Because otherwise, I've been using this pretty regularly. <laughs> and people are going to think I'm just some dumb jackass dick. Yeah. Like, marm. A school marm. A school I, marm. In your defense, I feel like I have heard I, that before. I feel maybe. But maybe it's not a thing. Or I don't maybe, know if A, is it a thing, and B, if it is a thing, is your description of it it's probably correct? Not. I don't know. It's we'll a two-part two part challenge. I'm totally going to look this up as soon as I get home. Are you? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to wait and either <laughs> let you tell me or the listeners, because here's the thing. I don't care. I now kind of care. <laughs> I only care now because you kind of care, and it'll be another shot against you. How very hipster of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> I'm only getting enjoyment out of it because of your failure. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so done with everything and dead inside. My only joy comes from other people's pain and misery. It's called schadenfreude. 
It's a German word. Who on, could believe uh, the Germans would come up with something like that? On this episode of Experience Grind, we're getting real deep and dark here. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> That's what we all do at times when we can't masturbate. Is get deep and dark? Yeah, and think about how much life sucks and you're just over it. Because you can't, I mean, you can't jerk it. What else are you going to do? Oh. Right? I mean, I no, I don't know. I mostly get it while I jerk it. <laughs> I'm de- All right. I'm not going to use that cutaway segment, but we are going to go into the question that it had presented, because, man, that would have been bad, and I will tell you later off air. Oh, man. All Sorry. Right. Spoilers for everybody listening. You're not going to hear this. <laughs> uh, but you are going to hear this. Ryan, the game we're talking about is Monster Hunter World. Yes. Which just released a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. At most a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the PlayStation 4, I believe it's on Xbox One. But yeah, not on PC yet, plays but I think Xbox it's coming. One anymore? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I was pulling for it. Cause Is that I thing still around? I do like Microsoft, and I do like the system, and I think the console's good. The UI's good. I just really am like baffled by their lack of support for the system. It is crazy did, like, how little is coming out. Well, everybody just jumped ship immediately back to Sony. They're like, yep. okay, later. I definitely was one of those people. I well, mean, not even, I still not pay only for you, my membership. Like developers, but... like oh yeah, name oh, me an exclusive no. franchise that Microsoft has. Developers, me. Who's more important <laughs> to the gaming industry? Uh, I think history will show it is me. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do that. How about you give me oral pleasure? I don't know what that's from. It's from your favorite movie of all time, dude. Where's my car? Oh, that's why I don't remember. Yeah, that I know that's exactly why. As soon as you gave me that blank look, I was like. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't remember this. No, that movie was dead to me as soon as it stopped. I had to write shit down just so I could remember to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. No, we're going to talk about Monster Hunter. We're not talking yes. about Dude, Where's My Car? No, no. Um, I guess I want to, like, when you were a kid, did you ever believe in monsters? Like, um, no, not monsters necessarily. I, I'm sure, like, there were probably nights where, like, oh, I saw a scary movie and I was afraid of something. Yeah. Or, like, that very small moment but no largely like bigfoot Loch ness all the shit i don't believe in and you didn't think monsters were really nah. back then no nah, like, i really didn't but aliens i fucking yes like little grays or like grays okay. yes yes not not like monsters or actually you know what reptilians uh the alpha centurions the one of the alpha centurions i know alpha centauri is the closest star to us well the alpha centurions i think are like the most advanced alien species uh there's like a hierarchy uh grays are just like the dumb hive mind workers apparently reptilians are like the infiltrators who are coming and they're the bad ones apparently that we have to worry about so that's who all of our high-ranking politicians are replaced yes yes and billy corgan's run into a few of them as, as we've oh. as we've heard on, uh, know, I think Howard Stern. dude still level-headed and down to earth. <laughs> also, I think uh, one of the Blink One Eighty Two guys just opened up like a whole. Oh, I'm sure Tom DeLong. Him. I'm sure it's him. Tom DeLong he's, opened up a whole research been... uh, facility for this. Like, ironically though, one of my favorite Blink songs is written by Tom DeLong and is about aliens. Aliens do ex- are aliens I, exist I, or I, something? Is it that or is it just they exist? It might be they exist. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that song, though, it's man. It's a good song. Off uh, uh, of the State. Who knew how literal it was? Oh, man, I do. <laughs> Tom DeLonge is full on deep and crazy. Like I didn't know this until recently. But that said, I kind of have an interest in this shit. So I'll listen to his crazy. I'll listen to Billy Corgan's crazy because it's fucking fascinating. Dude, a Tom DeLonge related story. I have this. Yeah. Not okay. All right, let's hear I, it. I've hyped it up. 
directly involved with Tom DeLonge. Let me say that. Okay. So I've mentioned it a couple times before, but back in the day, I used to be in a somewhat locally Indiana popular band. Okay. Uh, hip-hop group. Yes. And this group, we had a chance to play at the Warp Tour stop of Indianapolis one year. And we did that. And part of that came with like a meal and we're backstage and like <clears throat> the the food line with all these people. And I just remember like it was me and my, my two hip hop buddies and we were stoned out of our fucking mind. And of course, <laughs> uh, somebody else in like a more established band that was on the tour, like tapped us and like pointed and was like, hey, that dude's the guitarist for Angels and Airwaves. And I went, huh? And I turned. <laughs> I didn't really say, huh, I'm sure. But and then I see this dude. And like, because Angels and Airwaves was on the tour that year. That was sure. like when they first okay. came out. So they were doing Warp Tour. And it's uh, like, who refers to a member of Blink One Eight Two by that guy from so Angels see, and Airwaves? So it wasn't, and it wasn't actually Tom DeLonge. Okay, it was just like the dude that played guitar in Angels and Airwaves. Okay, so very accurate statement. That but person. this dude wow. looked like the most stereotypical New Age rock star ever. Where it's like, if you see like people on huh. TV and shit, like this. <laughs> so we had like. The slightly feathered, blonde, highlighted hair. Okay. And he had this fucking elaborate, like, he had this leather jacket that looked like it cost, like, probably two grand. Because it was, like, a custom Angels and Airwaves one. Okay. And he had a fucking leather pants and, like, biker boots. And I'm like, what the fuck is I this? I was going to guess ironic suit. No, 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 no. They okay. all had, it was like, it was like a Spaceman costume leather jacket, like, thing. Huh. Because they were, they were, you know, he's from space. Angels and Airwaves is all about aliens and fucking I, space and bullshit. I never listened to Angels and Airwaves. They didn't capture my attention. I bought the first record, and then it was one of those things where it's like those other pop sort of punk bands from the oh. night, like 2000s, where like everything's 16th on the hi-hat, like, like all that, like the Killers and... Uh, the other one is the killers that do Mr. Brightside. That is the killers. Yeah, I hate uh-huh. the killers. <laughs> really? Oh, I hate them, man. That's great. Uh, I love the killers. I have no issue with them. Really? And that's like one of Laura's like go-to karaoke. She goes to killers always. Yeah. I think specifically Mr. Brightside. That's the big hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plus you got Eric Roberts dancing in the video. It was pretty. Uh, I don't remember. Pretty that. I swanky. I, I did not get into them at all. Oh, I was. Totally into it. I thought they had a, a very Queen vibe, especially that all the shit, all all these things that I've done. That one had a very Queen know, vibe. Like, literally, after I heard like that first record, and to me, all the songs sounded the same. I was like, this is awful. They do. Yeah. They did all sound the same in that and first one. And the strokes one. are kind of that way, too. And there's a lot so of bands. I really like the strokes. <laughs> I like. I really like twelve fifty one. That's maybe one of the best songs in like the last, not best like number one, but it mm-hmm. definitely ranks up there. It's a great song, mm-hmm. awesome video. It is. That's good. I the they had an eighties inspired album. Is that, that what? The, I mean, that obviously is from that because that's the Tron no. video. It's not. No, it's actually oh. it's a different one. But they it was like so eighties. I had under the cover of darkness and uh, Machu Picchu were some of the big songs from it, but. Man, so, that was great. That was a great album. I want to know how we got here because we were talking Love about it. monsters. Tom DeLong. Tom oh, yeah. DeLong ruined DeLong everything. Was the fucking linchpin so. in this whole <laughs> conspiracy theory offshoot rant. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Monsters, though. You never believed in them. Never believed in them. Uh, like I said, aliens, I kind of give credence to because we're, we're, we're uh, as a people, we are dumb and we don't know shit. That's just, why we look to religion and things for answers. We're just apes. The answers aren't there. The answers aren't in a God. It's in 
fucking shit we have not explored in space. You're still pointing towards heaven. I don't know if that's heaven. <laughs> I, the answers are not up in heaven. What if heaven is all around us that's constantly? <laughs> like, well, bro, did you ever think of that? Yes. What if this is heaven? God damn, that sucks. And this is the better version of the earth we came from. This is the, <laughs> this is the earth without the bullshit. There's people out there right now like, well, what, this is the better version of Donald Trump's president? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Donald Trump, uh, have you heard of our guy? Have, have you heard you, of this president? You, <laughs> have you heard, heard of this guy? guy? <laughs> Fucking heard about this? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I what did not you? believe in monsters either outside of a select few like for a while. As a small kid, I was really into the idea of, like, Nessie. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, okay. this holdover dinosaur that, for some reason, has lived in this one fucking lake for yeah multiple yeah. millions. But I like the <laughs> idea, like, yeah, man, like, it could be a thing. Like, I think you could go there with, like, the Marianas Trench or something and, like, the uh, stories of, like, the Megalodons, the giant, what, prehistoric sharks that still live down there. That's and Megalodon, yeah. I think you could find something prehistoric down there but yeah in in a scottish lake that's pretty closed <laughs> off and isolated like that lake ah, is ah. like it's a fucking small ass place too like it's not a it's, like it's lake not monroe a big is bigger alarm. than that i'm pretty sure is it really i'm positive although lake monroe is the biggest lake i was gonna say it's man-made lake in indiana uh, okay okay yeah there's just no way though no there is no way something lived that long. i never really believed in bigfoot yeah and like other like movie monsters, I I learned pretty early on that movies were separate from reality. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm smarter than a fucking idiot. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, well, I, I I ate up those. Uh, I feel like there was like a TV show that covered like special effects in movies like every week, oh, yeah. and they do that different was movie ones. magic on Discovery Channel. That's what it was. Love that show. I fucking watch it all the time. I so did too. like that desensitized me to like the monsters and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, okay. So I can see how it's all but done. But I also it. really I was like, oh that's really cool. That's how they do that. I love movie magic. Me too. I really wish we still had shows like that. Or well, that there were behind the scenes features just in general anymore. That I will agree with you that like on DVDs. But the beautiful thing, man, there's I'm addicted to it. There's so much stuff you can find on YouTube. I watch that like I watch shit like that all the time and like interviews with like Stan Winston now Ooh. or like behind the scenes of the Weta workshop working on Lord of the Rings shit. Yeah. That shit's yeah. awesome, man. The, Lo- the Lord of the Rings production was fucking incredible. It was very well practical. documented behind the scenes stuff too. Like yeah. Peter Jackson knows what he's doing. Uh sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh I would argue only for that and the Frighteners and then Actually, I like some of his very, very early stuff, but anything after Lord of the Rings is questionable. What is, here we go. What is your favorite monster from Lord of the Rings? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I, Shelob kind of freaks me out, but... That's just the giant spider, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. But if we're going, like, just monsters... I don't know, because Gollum is technically a monster, yeah. and Gollum wins it because... Everything about that character, like Here's he's well developed, he's well acted. Gollum is a hobbit who, who only becomes a monster through his greed. Oh, try socialism. Uh, I think that's the whole point of the Hobbit too. Like whole third movie is about like the about the socialism? main dwarf, just like I love gold and like lets all the armies fight and oh, die. Sure, right, sure. I For love reason- gold. <laughs> 
the, the, the main dwarf is Austin Powers from Goldmember. Yes. Okay. Pretty. It's a man. Same fucking makeup effect. It's they, just as doofy. Yeah. Me, it's me the to same. Need to rewatch this movie. Apparently, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember Goldmember. But yeah, it was like I watched Glorious Bastards. Like, oh, Mike Myers, cool. Glad he's back. Watched The Hobbit, Five Armies. I was like, oh, cool. Mike Myers is back. Here's the thing. Is it in the extended cut version? It might be. Okay. I think that's what okay. it is. Okay. I, think that's I what got it. it. Is. Yeah, just it. Thorin Oakenshield walks out in a gold speedo at one point, and he's just like, "I'm gold." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's how I would I dress you, up. <laughs> I tell you who I'm not a big fan of, but people seem to flip the fuck out of is the Balrog. And maybe that's because I only know cool the design. Movie. Oh, he's been. It's like a fire demon. I've seen that a billion yeah, times. It's totally a fire demon. But yeah. all right. So then, what's your your favorite monster in that that series? I mean, I'm really really partial to the cave troll, to be honest. The cave troll was very impressive when it came out. And I think as a big part of that is his sound design is really well done. Sure. Yeah. Like, he's not just a big, dumb monster with mm-hmm. some dude in the booth going, rawr, rawr. like, mm-hmm. there's there's some, he's a very memorable, very scary thing. Yeah. Like that dude. And in the oh, extended cut. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, when he dies, he's like, <laughs> it's a weird sound, man. I can't even do it. But it's sort of like that. <laughs> it's sort of like that. You should be a gaffer. I really That's want perfect, to, man. man. I think I'd love to do that. That or voice acting. That's. I went on the Universal Studios. Uh, there was like some kind of behind the scenes movie magic kind of show that they did there. And uh, you got to see people doing gaffs. And I was like, from the get go, like at seven year old me was like, I want to go there. Like that's great. <laughs> I want, I want to, to be to this guy. Like yeah. how great is that? You just get to slap a pickle, and it's like it's it's somebody getting punched in the face, and it's just like a guy with a pickle going. It's really crazy, man. All the things fantastic. they use I to get it. sounds. Yeah, just sound design in general, man. Mm-hmm. God, I could talk about it forever. Well, yeah. we don't. We need to. <laughs> I guess we need to talk about this game for a little bit, and then yeah. we can we can tangent for also, a bit more if we want. Nazgul's. I think the Nazgul design is fucking dope. Like the the rider and the beast both okay, together. I like see. the ring rids and the Nazgul. Yeah. I guess that combination of the two. Okay. That's was, pretty iconic. When you iconic. said Nazgul, I thought ring race. And I was like, man, I kind of feel like I've seen that a lot too. Really? I like both of them. But yeah, yeah I think even the... The ring race are the coolest interpretation of like the hooded cloaked figure I've ever seen. Okay. I'll give you that. But yeah, yeah the I'll Nazgul is pretty sweet. It's pretty tight that they ride them. But mm-hmm. they get... Fucked up by them eagles, dog. Yeah, they do. Those fucking eagles. <laughs> I know, man. Uh, <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings. I have some issues with eh, it. Well, some people do. I, I really, I think Fellowship, perfect movie. The books, I can't get into at all. I can't either. I, honest, they're like, too Take obtuse. away my nerd cred, fine. I yeah. don't care. I can't get into Lord of the Rings. I really like The Hobbit as a book. I like this the the Summerill- the Cimmerillion? Cimmerillion? Had to read in high school, and I enjoyed that. But Here's god the, damn, wait, you had to read the Cimmerillion in high school. It was like uh, our summer reading list was the Hobbit and the Cimmerillion, what? both. Yeah, That's I crazy. I guess my uh, AP English teacher really was a nerd, <laughs> really a Tolkien nerd. There are those people out there. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. my wife's one. She like, loves Tolkien. Like yeah, so and I I keep saying Tolkien. It's Tolkien. I don't know how you say his Tolkien. name. Tolkien. Is it Tolkien? Yeah. I'd say Tolkien or something, well, and I she gets on me all the time. Tolkien. Tolkien. But if you're saying things are in the vein of or universe of, it would be Tolkien, I think. Okay. Because you wouldn't say Tolkienian, Tolkien. right? Tolkien. Right? It sounds oh my God. dumb. 
Yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, I think it would be Tolkien. Tolkien. Sure. Okay. I mean, that's the way I've always interpreted. God damn. <laughs> We're tangenting like mad, Ryan. I know, I know. It's because I know you what's going to think... come. <laughs> I know what's coming next. So so by by basing that on your frustration with getting to the next part, I'm, uh, you didn't like Monster Hunter World that much? I would describe my experience with Monster Hunter World as like the seven steps of coping with alcoholism <laughs> or something or like grief. Fair like, enough. I feel like every week I went through a wildly different emotion about this game. Wow. Okay. And and I guess I'll just do a quick synopsis and then we can touch up. So fuck it. Let's get into Monster Hunter World, right? We are. All right. Started this game. Uh, big, big budget opening. Like It felt like a triple-A game. I, surprising to me. I thought it was going to be more of like an indie game, kind of like a budget title. But, you know, fun and accessible. But done on a budget. No. This game has a lot of money put behind it and they show it with a lot of like a lot of cutscenes that are actually really well directed and staged and some fantastic designs in the monsters and characters mm -hmm. in the world uh so after like the big ship breaking opening like you go into this little hub world where you kind of learn the game and it's this this city with broken ships used as like the buildings and like all these kind of it's we it's like it's part it's made up of all these monster parts and past battles and things. So you get like a sense of history. I think I told you, like we played through the first little bit. I was like, man, it's like only the third week of January and we have game of the year contender. Uh -huh. And like, I was real high in this game. And then slight disappointment sets in when you realize, Oh, this multiplayer is fucking broken. Um, it's not the worst. I've yeah. definitely seen worse. The and beta was the worst. Yes. The beta was fucking horrible. So this is at least a step up above. But that kind of put like a little sour note in me. But like it didn't dissuade me yet. And then I got to Anjanoth after several fights. And Anjanoth is like this big giant T-Rex, fire spitting T-Rex dinosaur monster bird creature bird thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's the first real challenge of the game. Yes. Like it's where the game kind of kicks off the training wheels. And it's like you need to learn this now. Or you're just going to be stuck here forever. And I was stuck here maybe like... stuck for a while. I think like a full week, like eight, nine times I tried this. And then finally, like you stepped in and helped me out and gave me some pointers. And it made the game like finally click. So during that week, I was about ready to be done with the game. I fucking hated it. Like I really hated this fucking game because... If you listen to any of our Dark Souls or Bloodborne episodes, like things like that, you'll know like my patience for like do and do and do and do and do is gone. Like I just don't have that patience anymore. And that yeah. like this 40 minute fight with the dinosaur only to die in like a one hit kill at the very end, fucking frustrating. And uh -huh. needless to say, I had a hammer, so I was close range. And I wasn't necessarily doing that. So I switched to a bow. And found that finally clicked. And this was after maybe several weapon switches. Like, the bow is the one that finally clicked with me. And I got it. And you gave me these pointers. And I went forward. And I started just taking down monsters, like, one first try. Like, it was going real great. And I think I made it all the way up to, I want to say it's a Lagania. Yeah, something. Lagania. Or something. Lagania. Something. Yeah, it's something. It's it, the, it's the flying bird bat that has ice breath or something. So the bird bat is the one before not the puff ball yes. not the puffer uh it's the one this is it's just two like big, afterwards i think no, maybe it's the one directly after okay uh, well but, no because you have that um bone thing 
that thing with the bones. And the rotten veil, so it makes you go to the rotten... Okay. Yes, and then you Here's have the to thing. go back and fight it. So I it. killed Lagania like the first time I saw it. And that oh, always throws off its timeline. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, no, they said the yeah, you to the rotten veil, and then they're like, oh, we can't leave until, until you, you do this. And it's like, Lagania. That's why the right, fuck did I just do this when I was already in the fucking Coral Highland? God damn it. But that's negligible. But I got through that, and I think throughout those next series of bosses i didn't really have any issues i did have to do the bone monster twice but that's because i fire sos's and somebody came in and went through the three real uh, quick that is and i was worst. like fuck off so that then i the did worst. it by myself and it was fine yeah not a big issue and i finally came to the realization where it's just i think i don't like this game and mm. i don't think it's because of the game's fault um, I just don't think it's clicking with me because of what it's asking of you. And it's not a hard game like Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Actually, like once it finally clicks, it's a lot easier it gets a than lot those easier. games. It's yeah. so much easier. And it's very forgiving. It is. It is. And and really, you do have a lot of opportunities. The one-hit kills don't come as frequently. It, it's weird that Anjanath fight is just so well, misbalanced, I think, I think. At that point, like it hasn't... That's. I think that fight is there to really teach you to also... like. Hey, uh, so this armor you've been rocking yeah. is not going to work out for you. Prepare. You, you can't go in that with the fucking bone armor. No, mm-hmm. you cannot. You've got to upgrade. You've got to expand mm-hmm. and try out new sets. And that's what it's really pushing on you there, too. Because I think once I told you, like, hey, change to this and this mm-hmm. and upgrade this. And then, like, you weren't getting one hit killed. Yeah. You take some hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a matter of like that that gameplay loop this game is about i i will commend it i am grateful that this game exists because it that that loop is unlike any other game almost it feels wholly like un unlike any other game like it feels very different it feels like its own thing it's just that patience of the bosses especially maybe my fault for doing bow now but like every boss even like if i'm doing well takes about 40 minutes like yeah. i'm pushing that time limit every single time and it just isn't satisfying for me especially like once you get that uh that that um the pattern down and you start to see what the boss does and then really is just like well i've learned this pattern now i just have to execute it again and again and again mm-hmm. and again for 40 minutes to get some parts to maybe upgrade an item and then do it again and then do it again. And mm-hmm. it does get easier every time, but that repetition just, I don't know. It was not hooking me. And I know why it hooks a lot of people. Yeah. Like I get it. I wish I had it. It's just not. So I'm coming away much more, um, maybe mild on this game. Like it's, it's not for me, but like, I don't dislike the game. I don't hate it. Like, I think it's a perfectly good game if you can get into it. Yeah. And I think, Kyle, you've gotten into it, right? I got into it a lot harder than you, a lot faster than you. Mm-hmm. And I have calmed down on it, let me say. Oh, that. have you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, at the same time that I got this game, I did get three other games. But Shit, yeah, you did. This is the only game I played for a long time at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have 50 hours in this game now. I have not beaten it, but I feel I can comfortably discuss this game and sure. the mechanics and what it represents. So I totally get what you're saying, though. Mm-hmm. I think anybody who's listened to this show knows that you're more of the narrative-driven type, and I'm absolutely one yeah. of the grindier types. Mm-hmm. And the the big open RPG 
Like just, I'm I'm okay with doing repetitive things. The grind, yeah, if you will, yeah. Um, this I, game, I say it feels kind of almost like an MMO, yeah, and kind of how it plays too. So I think if you're more drawn to MMOs and you can do that, like this game's gonna be right up your alley. I mean, this is it's a game in the vein of a Borderlands, a Diablo, things of that. I mean, it's sure. it's a loot chasing game. Mm-hmm where the loot does have an effect on not only your improvement, but as the added benefit of a lot of times looking cool. Mm-hmm. So it gives you two reasons to chase, which I think is always a big thing. Like, okay, yeah, it'll make me better, but what the fuck? Why do I care? Whereas yeah. like, oh, this also looks really awesome. It, it's scratching yeah. two itches. It does. It does. We all play video That's games as a release. That like, you bring up Diablo and what was the Borderlands? Borderlands. And I will say Borderlands, there's definitely something in the characters and story that's not there in Monster Hunter that draws me to it. Yeah. But Diablo, I could give a fuck about any of the characters in there. Like the story is stupid. And that's another one that you just immediately jump in and replay. I love Diablo too. And I'm wondering if it is, I had a lot of reflection. Monster Hunter caused me to have like an existential gamer crisis. Like where I had like, I talked to you off the list. Really inwardly (laughs) think a lot. And I think I've come to the realization I don't like boss rush games. Yeah. I don't, and and that's what this is. This is a it's that Diablo or Borderlands style, but in a boss rush game. So, so it's like a like... mix between Shadow of the Colossus and... and Diablo. It's 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 the perfect mixture of the two. And I just do not think as much as I admire it for being different. And like, like I said, I will. I love. I would love to watch anybody play Shadow of the Colossus. I never want to play that game again. And I think that's much with Monster Hunter. I think there's a lot of good here. I really enjoy when I'm doing it with other people because of the social aspect and hanging out with friends playing games is great no matter what game you're yeah. playing. But it's it's the boss rush. Same with Titan Souls. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would play that game on my own. That you and I are doing it together is great because I would be that person like four or five times into like one of these bosses just be like, I don't fucking care. I'm done. Like I'm I'm tired of doing the same thing. I don't know how I would feel about Titan Souls if we weren't playing it together. Because I also like that aspect. And yeah. It, and also, like, it, if I was playing it myself and I'd gotten to the third boss that and I died 400 times. Which one was the third boss? I don't know, I'm just saying. Okay. Like, early on, I would see myself, like, playing it for, like, an hour or two, getting to, like, the third one, stopping it, and then just never going back. Not because yeah. I hated it, but because, like, uh, I knew it was going to be an investment and, like, that's what was nice. You and me taking turns. I could yeah. watch you as you played it, and we could learn more things about it. But mm-hmm. you're not getting frustrated because it's yeah. not your turn. So, uh, what this brings me back to Monster Hunter, like that. That was a terrible, terrible segment. No, I think it was fine. Um, it was great until you called attention to I, it, course, and maybe, now it's maybe uh, it was. It's all shot. <laughs> I'm self-conscious, everybody. <laughs> what? Was, I don't know. I don't know. We're just going. I hope some listener <laughs> has like some some good mixing skills and they can make a remix out of that. that. I'm self conscious. I'm self conscious. Everybody. <laughs> uh, I told. So I agree with you a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I think this game just scratches different itches for us. Yeah. So I forgive a lot more than you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally agree. The multiplayer in this is fucked. Yeah. In this current year of game development that we occupy and the massive influence and incorporation of connected multiplayer playability, your game should be easier for me to play with my friends. It's that fucking simple. 
Yep. I don't care that we have to watch cutscenes. We can do it. We're adults. Or hey, here's a bigger thing. Give us skippable cutscenes. Skippable. Oh yeah, that you can't skip the cutscenes in this game. It's kind of disappointing, especially since you I think after the first. Them. I've not been able to skip any. Um, no, the main monster ones you can't. Yeah, the main monster ones you can't. And I was going to say, like, after maybe the first two or three, I think they're all kind of forgettable. Like, yeah. It's, it, it's nothing really special when these things pop up. And you have an idea of what you're hunting anyways before you go. Like, I know. Yep. I, I totally agree. Yep. It's where the narrative falls flat. I like the idea that this game has a main story because at the yeah. end of the day, all you really want to do is hunt big-ass monsters. Yeah, and yeah. fucking wear their skin as different clothes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can commend them for putting a single player in their game and and trying to maybe reach a demographic that they weren't reaching before. But it is like it is stopping the flow of the multiplayer. You are hampering it, so don't do that. Yeah, then it's and especially for like where you advertise is, hey, hunt big ass monsters with your friends. Right, but it's gonna be a little convoluted, like. Yeah, I get it now. I still think it's a terrible system, but it works. Yeah. A thing that's nice, like a game like Destiny and Destiny Two, if somebody just joins your party, they can then mm-hmm. from your name click and join you in whatever session you're in. What the fuck, man? It's not hard. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. It Why is... are you making me fight and go through this weird message board system? It's yeah. The message board system's weird that they make you do that. The fact that everybody has had to watch the cutscene that plays in the mission before joining that mission is kind of absurd. Yeah. And it just kind of speaks to like Capcom's general lack of knowledge when it comes to current day games. And this is like, I think pretty s- systemic across all Capcom titles. Like they, they, they put out an, a product that they put 80% thought into. They don't fully think it out. It doesn't feel like they test it or like, thoroughly look for usability and how to make it accessible and easy for people. They're just like, well, fuck it. It's not, it's good enough. And they put it out. And I, I really do think this game, if it had like a significant patch to the multiplayer, that would go, you would, you would, you would, you would gain so many more happier fans. I want to come in and say that like of everything in this game, that is the only real poor design thing I feel. Is that multiplayer? I agree. As somebody who came away not really liking yeah. it, I, I agree with that. Well, and what I what I mean by that is that I've played Monster Hunters Forever, which was a PSP title. Oh, that's the name of the game. Is Monster Hunters Forever? Or maybe it was Monster Hunter Unlimited. Okay. I've never played any Monster Hunter. Maybe Hunter it was game Freedom Unite. It's a weird so here's the thing. <laughs> it's a fucking very Japanese series. Sure. Capcom is a very <laughs> Japanese game, and I think a lot of their weirdness comes from the the cultural divide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I will say that, like having played that one, and I I own Monster Hunter Try on the Wii U. No shit, you do. Yeah, I've played both of these games. And that's Whoa. why I was very excited about this game. But this game is so much more user friendly outside of everything but the multiplayer, and that. even still, it's a confusing game. Yeah, like, I think that's that's very, very vague. Very no spoilers. Yeah. You're bombarded with tutorial after tutorial after tutorial that after tutorial. Teach you shit. And yeah, I'd still like it. Twelve hours in, like I was learning things from you that the game didn't teach me. But yeah, I sat through hours of fucking tutorials. Like, and like the crafting is so like it mm-hmm. starts to make sense, but mm-hmm. at the beginning, yeah, you get overwhelmed, and that's mm-hmm. that's a big problem with this game is the overwhelming 
uh, items and menu. Like the menu yeah. UI is very not friendly, which is ultimately an issue I have with Dark Souls as a series too. Yeah. The UIs and the menu systems, like you adapt to them. I think that's why I got Monster Hunters pretty quickly because it's very similar to that. But like, It is a little similar. Mm-hmm. It's very unforgiving at first, and the reason I did it was because I wanted to like prove something. Because I got back in in Demon Souls when like that was the hardest game ever. Yeah, that was always how it was advertised, and I remember thinking, "Oh, it's not this bad." And I wanted to fucking be cocksure, and I went and rented it. And I remember, and I did pretty all right up until like the first blue-eyed night. And man, then you're like, "Yep, okay." I remember the whole reason I wanted to do it too. I don't know. Yeah. I never played Demon Souls. I started with Dark Souls. Demon so Souls is is, my is the Blue Eye Knight similar to uh I, there there are there I don't know the names, but there are overpowered knights in Dark Souls too. Yeah, so the knights that right? are that I don't have like the names. swords yeah. and the actual armor. Mm-hmm. Very similar to that. Okay. They're a whole giant leap. Where you above think they're gonna you've... be an easy thing and you hit it and like their health doesn't go down at all and they turn around. Or they've and parried you and like, stabbed you and Oh shit. <laughs> like they move faster, they hit harder, they don't move like the other enemies that you face, like mm-hmm. the, the regular zombie dudes that can also fuck you up. But yeah. yeah. How is this monster hunter? Uh, you were going on Demon Souls as for difficulty, and that's kind of oh. how you picked up Monster Hunter. Yeah, the UI. The I remember it's, it's it's not good. I'm saying that though, it's not. Oh good. yeah, it could be a lot more user and the crafting system. Yes. I hate crafting in games generally. Like I hate that aspect. I don't like uh, these. Yeah, big I'm trying open to think if I've ever games. enjoyed crafting in a no. game. You know, actually, Horizon Zero Dawn does it very well. I've heard it does. Yeah, because you craft your arrows like on the go the entire game, but it's done so smartly. It is literally yeah. just like button, button, done, button, button, done. So you can do it on the run. Like, yeah, and maybe that's part of it too. Is... I hated that part in uh, Breath of the Wild. All the fucking menu and menu and <laughs> yeah. menu navigation and all this crafting and this cooking bullshit that just uh-huh. adds a fuck ton of useless shit that i never wanted in a zelda artificial game length yeah yep artificial that like give me a fucking buff give me a fucking health potion Mm -hmm. give it let me pick it the fuck up Mm -hmm. i don't need an in-game explanation to pick a fucking plant go into a menu press triangle and turn that plant into a potion yeah Uh, i know that i can do that set that up to do it automatically but when you're already full it doesn't do it yeah it just gives you the fucking plant and that's bullshit man Mm-hmm. I know what it's going to be. Why are you making me press three extra buttons? Well, I think that's also the frustration of this game, too, is uh, the durability of your weapons feels like another point where it's like, is this necessary? I don't think it adds tension to the fight, and it just feels like a bullshit measure. And that's kind of why I love the bow, because there is none of that. If you play with the bow, you don't have to fix your weapon at any point. But otherwise, you are literally fixing your weapon and like sharpening it with the whetstone like every two minutes of a like maybe sometimes 30 to 40 minute fight. Uh, one thing that I have noticed on that aspect, and I picked up on it, as you build better, stronger weapons, they break less or yes, they wear down it, less. It, uh, I've noticed, dude, there's been times now I have a, I have like a mid high level rating weapon and I'll only stop to sharpen it after like every two encounters. What? I don't okay. sharpen in the middle of encounters I anymore. Left, I left yeah. weapons or melee weapons long before yeah. that. But it's something that as you do build better weapons, they 
realistically become okay. better in quality and durability. So that's better, yes. but also again, it's like that that accessibility bear to or barrier to new people. Like I don't know. Gotta I could see Westone. people being yeah. like fucking turned on off by this. Like uh-huh. this is it's clunky. The the system's clunky and the monsters you're fighting usually move so quick that like timing that is like a precision precision thing. Like you need to pick the perfect time and if you're a second earlier a second late you get fucking penalized for it you get hit they also do punish you for like going in uh let me say john rambo style yes they do yeah uh which i was i get but it's a hard lesson for a lot of people to learn definitely one of those yeah like you just imagine and think oh i'm just gonna go up and just mash this button constantly i was doing the dark souls thing you mash in the butt and then you time your dodges and rolls when they need to and this game does not like that well and it'll get you stuck and it's all about your animation uh playtime it's like frame counting man it's all it's weird it's knowing it's almost like a fighting game how you have to measure your attacks and stuff and that's also another thing like i don't like fighting games for that very reason like when i like fighting games it's because they're they're fun or easy or you know uh you don't have to count the frames if you time your dodges and that that's perfect but i don't know that's that was another disappointing thing is it you're right a lot of frame counting and you have to time everything perfectly another like uh comparison i can make to this is that the way that you are in this game you you're very similar to a high level MMA or boxer oh. like professional fighter and the fact that like those guys usually have two or three moves that they know perfectly they can do it mm-hmm. in their sleep mm-hmm. they know how to do it. and so they spend a lot of the fight working towards setting up that move or those two moves they look for they're trying to control it and so if a guy has like a powerful right hand he's constantly trying to work them to move to their left mm-hmm. into his right things like that like with Monster Hunter World, I have like two or three different combos or move sets that I know that like are gonna work in this situation. Mm-hmm. And the entire fight I'm trying to maneuver You're and get myself waiting for into that there. moment. So like mm-hmm. one of them is my he can do I saw I use the big axe sword and one of them is it's like a j- big upswing onto an immediate big downswing. It's a two hit move. Yeah. Very, very consistent. And I'm always trying to do that on like a weak spot because it gives big damage. Mm-hmm. So you're just constantly trying to get under the neck or at the base of the tail close enough to the feet to where, like, you don't get hit by the swinging tail. Sure, yeah. It's, it's a lot of cool things like that. Like you said, like a fighting game, though. Mm-hmm. You're, you're working out what's going to work in this situation and then trying to get into that situation as frequently as possible. It is. So. And I just, I personally don't have the, the mindset for that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how that's I've been trained to play games. Into, yes. And, and it's, it's, there are, there are games with pattern learning that I get, like Mega Man, something, usually linear games, like in pattern learning, is where I'm best at. When it comes to these type of games where it's pattern learning for you and what you can do and pattern learning for each, every single monster every time, that becomes a little bit harder for me. And it, Again, it just put up this barrier that I was never able to break past. And when I finally did, I was like, I don't know if it's worth my effort on sure. this one. Like, it's I'm- weird because I, I took it the I take a lot of games the exact opposite way. Like hmm. this, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Shadow of the Colossus, where it's a big 3D thing I'm interacting with. I find myself reading it better. But like those old school pattern games like Mega Man, yeah. like I'll still play a Mega Man today. I know that there's something going on, but 
I'm just like constantly trying to shoot them as much before they drain my health to zero. Like, yeah, I don't really see the pattern in the 2D shit. Yeah, like a game like uh, interesting. All the Castlevanias, I love them, and I know those bosses have patterns too. But I, I never see myself like zoning in on the pattern. Oh really? I'm just trying to spam my damage. I play it like you're playing Monster Hunter. Well, I'm just I'm trying to do all you're the damage on the fly I can. and you're just doing that. Yeah. I maybe it's because of the way are the the 3D versus 2D games we played. Like I grew up doing a bunch of those pattern 2D platformer games. Like it was mostly like Mega Man and uh uh Ninja Gaiden 1, 2 and 3 on the NES. And like yeah. those really hard I hated those games as a kid. That's what fucking clicked with me. Yeah. But then we go into 3D and it's like I like the games where you don't have to do that or like like Mario or something where you're just exploring and it's kind of this leisurely thing, but with puzzles or something. Yeah. Or it's God of War or Devil May Cry, which is the exact opposite, which is you're just fucking seat of your pants, button mashing and reacting like on the fly. Yeah. Like that's what I can get into. That that weird Dark Souls middle ground just is so foreign to me. And it, it's so hard for me to get into that kind of mindset. So at the end of the day... What do you think you would rate Monster Hunter? On a scale of... Okay. One to Anjanoth. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. One to Anjanoth. With, I guess, one being the best score. Anjanoth being the worst. This is a uh, terrible system I've just invented on this the fly. Is a, this is a Conan O'Brien system. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to give it a blue. A blue? Okay. What's uh, your, what, let's give your reasoning behind a blue. It's, it's a game where I can recognize its strengths. And I do think there are weaknesses. And I do think, um, kind of as we hashed out, like there are people who are going to click with the way this game plays. And those weaknesses aren't going to matter. It's not going to do anything. Uh, the weaknesses weren't really big, but it's just a game that never clicked. The the pat the the gameplay loop of beating a monster to get gear, and it's like this almost it's not a loot box because you're not paying for it, but it is like a random crapshoot of what parts you're gonna get every time. And all of this, it just it it didn't click with me. I was finding myself not having fun, but more playing this game as like, fuck you, you're not gonna get one over on me. Like, how dare you think yeah. you're better than me, game? And I. Like, it just came down to a chat with, like, Laura where she's like, why are you still playing this game if you're just saying, like, fucking shit, like, the entire time you're playing? It's like, because I can't let it win. <laughs> and once, like, I realized after several of these bosses, and I got to the Lagania finally and beat it, I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm okay if this game wins. Like, it's fine. Like, it's just not for me. I can fucking beat my head up against the wall and do this thing just to beat it. Or I can play other games that are clicking with me, like that I'm having fun with. And that's the thing. This game, I just I wasn't having fun with it personally. I think this game has a lot of fun for other people. It offers a lot of fun if it clicks for you. And I think it seems to be clicking with a lot of people. Yeah, I think just it, not for me. It has shipped six million copies, which it's doing real well. That is fucking huge. Yeah. Uh it's Capcom's fastest selling game yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. So I there will be more of that, which I'm fine with. And a, I hope they use that. Yeah. To fix the multiplayer would be welcomed. And then I honestly think a lot of my frustrations would be mitigated if you put a health bar up over the monster you're fighting. Yeah. So I can know my fucking progress. Because 
There were several times yeah. that like, well, it gets to like a part where like it's limping and I think I'm, I, like, I'm fucking good. So I keep playing it over and over again. And then you're like, no, once it limps, it's only halfway about. I'm like, fuck, I'm not even close. Like, why am I like, and just certain ones. If, if I could yeah. see yeah. the progress a little bit better, I would be Here, happier. Here's the big benefit to Demon Souls Dark Souls. Those fucking bosses have a health bar. And, and that totally was, that helped me push through it. Yeah. Like, guess what? I beat Dark Souls. I pushed through and beat Bloodborne. I'm not going to beat Monster Hunter World. And it's because of this kind of ambiguous system. I, yeah. I just, I need to see my progress. Like, for some reason, as they a base for... human creature, I need to see my yeah. progress. They strive for the realism and the fact that, like, oh, you don't, when you're hunting something, you don't know its health out in the real world. But at the same time, you can... you're fucking flying around on a I goddamn say... winged dinosaur with your fucking cat best friend that stands on his feet and fights. It's bullshit. Say... Give me a fucking health or bar. Jumping from a giant cliff and falling like <laughs> Not 10 taking... stories, no damage, no whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's super realistic. But Kyle, on a scale from one to Anjana. Okay. What would I've you actually, rate? after I gave it to you, I was like, man, that was a shitty system. I've already invented a new one. All right. I on like a scale it. of one to five dinosaur teeth. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to give it like three and a half. Is five dinosaur teeth the best? Yeah, that's the okay. best. Uh, so it's three and a half. It's pretty good. It's better than most. I will continue to play it. I will beat it. Um, I I'm do... surprised it's that low for you. I, I really three thought I you would have it... been much higher on it. It's like a three and a half, four. I mean, it's a pretty good game. I do like mm. it. I do recognize a lot of the faults. I still yeah. have a lot of f- complaints with the UI, but it has gotten a lot better. Like... The fact that monster bones and all these crafting items don't take up... Some of them don't take up space in your inventory anymore. They just go to, like, a... That's nice. A mm-hmm. group pool where apparently they used to even, like, occupy space on your toolbar in the older, older games. Fuck And people that. still played the shit out of it, so... Yeah. I, I'm very glad for the things it's achieved, how far it's gotten, mm-hmm. and I do look forward to more, and I hope they... They see this as a chance to like, well, hey, let's refine it a little better because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is the this Monster Hunter. I know they refined and tried to streamline and make as user friendly. Yeah. You ship six million with that. Let's refine a little more. Everybody wants to hunt big monsters with yeah. their friends, guys. It's fucking a no brainer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's just make it a little easier for people to get into. So agreed. So yeah, take out those fucking bugs in the uh, the veil. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those fucking assholes that fuck with you while you're trying to carve. And why are they even there? I don't know. Why are those motherfuckers even there? They are the worst. (laughs) So, okay, I'd give it a two on that scale, but for me personally, I did not find as much enjoyment out of it. But I celebrate this game for existing. I want it to do well. It's a two on his personal scale, but he still recognizes the greatness that it wants to and. Absolutely. Sometimes does achieve. I will give credit to any game that tries to do something different. And this yeah. game feels very different, and I applaud also, it. Also, I will say, it's a goddamn beautiful game. It's gorgeous. Really, it, really fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like, just you can tell the care that went into it. Direction. Yes. Even, like, um, the you're fighting, I don't... What's the big bad's name? The oh, big black... Zora Magdaros. That. When you're fighting that, and then it goes through, and it makes, like, this cliff... Just the way the cliffs look, how they're like kind of jagged and MC Escher esque, like something that simple. Like this game takes the time to make look creative and new, like something you've never seen. The Coral Highland or whatever it's called, really cool area. It's like one of the neatest environments I've ever seen in a game. Like since maybe the Crystal Place in Final Fantasy Thirteen, like Mm -hmm. after like the Crystal takes over. 
Like, I've not been more wowed by visuals in a game since that game. And this game does it. it it's incredible looking. It's The world is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Real monsters. What other ones do you think are out there? Just, or did you not, just what aliens, about Chupacabra? Man. You think Chupacabras are real? I think maybe because I think they're yeah. they're like the um, the slow inbred alien cousin, you oh, okay. know. And they okay. just they're they're like, man, we can't stand you, Leroy. And they exile it to Earth, and it's like, well, I'm gonna so, suck goats. It's, <laughs> a, it's like the prawns in uh, District Nine. Yes. And I also like that you said suck goats because I was gonna ask you if you know the what Chupacabra means. Yeah. Yeah, the, absolutely. The goat sucker. Dude, I could start a fucking podcast on aliens and paranormal shit. Uh, I w- we should talk about it more then because I love to talk about that shit too. We just. W- roll it into Fuck here. It. That's right. 100th episode is just us talking about like a okay. hundred paranormal stories. <laughs> Let's do bullshit. it, man. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I've known I've known two ladies in my entire life that their names were Mary L. <gasps> okay. And both of these ladies, I went on to constantly refer to as Mary L. Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them found enjoyment of it, which just made my enjoyment of it that. Much oh yeah, more. absolutely. So that's how name sticks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, well, that's your I'm name now. I'd always, <laughs> Mary El Chupacabra. Chupacabra. <laughs> Chupacabra. Uh, what are, what are the Mothman? Mothman real dude? Um, I don't know if I fully believe it, but it is a fascinating story. It's a good one. It's it's an interesting story. Um, you know what I that movie's like. garbage, but yeah, the great Mothman story. prophecies. Yeah, with, I think Richard Gere. Maybe uh-huh. one good Richard Gere movie. Primal Fear with Ed Norton. It's an okay movie. Okay movie, but with a fantastic Ed Norton performance? Well, yeah, it's fucking Ed Norton. Okay, He's all right, all right, I'll give you that. always great. I'll give you that, then. You don't okay. like it because of fucking Richard uh, Gere? Dr. T and the Women? I've never seen that movie. I don't know. I haven't either, but I've I never just seen remember it. I was like, it. <laughs> what the fuck is this, and why would people watch this? What a dumb this? fucking name. Like, way to kill your movie before it's yeah. released. Fucking Richard Gere. <laughs> fuck out of pretty woman. Kiss my ass. Uh, was he in Runaway Bride? Probably. It's I enjoyed Runaway, and actually, Pretty Woman's fantastic. It's a it's a great rom com. It's oh. good. Oh yeah, you do like. Rom-coms. I do like rom coms. Get this. What about? Here's one. How to lose a guy in ten days. I fucking hate it. Yeah. And I hate McConaughey in it. And I, who's that? Kate. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, I think, is one of the worst actresses of her generation, and I really despise her. It's Goldie Hawn's daughter, dog. Hot take. Well, Goldie Hawn's a shriveled up old raisin now. Who? She's married to Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's great. He picked poor- Fest, baby. He chose poorly. He chose poorly. <laughs> That's all I can say. Hey, commend him, man. You know they stuck together. That's true. That's something. I do like Death Becomes Her with Goldie Hawn. Oh, I thought you I was like, that's Bruce Willis, dog. Yeah, well, he's in it too yeah. in Meryl Street, but yeah. that's a good one. I think that's that and Overboard are the only good Mandy Goldie Hawn movies. Those, movies. those are fantastic movies, yeah. yeah. What about that movie she was in with Amy Schumer? <laughs> Shit, Snatch. <laughs> I think only Hartman's go see that movie. Fuck, why would I fucking watch Call Snatch? Call out. <laughs> oh, God. I watched Trainwreck once, and I was like, God, this is fucking awful. You know, it wasn't the worst, and then that ending basketball scene happened, and then I was just like, okay, fuck you, movie. I'm I out. would rather watch fucking... I thought Bill Hader was very charming in it, and that's Girls really night. what pulled me through. Yeah. I liked him a lot in that role. I wish... I wish... And all these powerful women-led films, we always had, like the guys better. Because, like, that fucking ScarJo... Rough Brad- Night, like, the yeah. best part was anybody but the women. <laughs> Even, like, Alana Glazer, who I fucking love, was just, like, wet potatoes in I that think, movie. I think this is going to be how we 
approach our review style for the next big budget <laughs> blockbuster we're about to see, which shall be unnamed. But it's like, man, it was, it was good except for all those people. <laughs> we got to shut a, up now, though. There's a great joke about uh, Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis being the only two white people in the movie. Yeah. I guess they're the Tokian white characters. They better be. Uh, because you got uh, Bilbo and Gollum. If they're the fucking bad guys, I'm walking out. Well, one is. I know. One is not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna shut up now, and we're gonna go watch this movie that yeah. we're gonna bring to you next week. Hot takes. Hot takes. Um, my name is Kyle. My name is Ryan. And we are fucking out of here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>